0: Welcome to Big Tech News. I'm Milford Alinsky. I have a weekly newsletter called Big Tech News where I cover what all the big tech companies have been up to each week. And on Spaces today, we have Kyle and Owen um, who will be talking about what they found interesting this week. And uh, we are recording this, so it will be live on SpaceCasts, which you can subscribe to on your favorite podcast app. Uh, But Kyle and Owen, please introduce yourselves, and uh, uh, we'll go from there.
1: I'll go first since I was last here. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I'm Owen. Uh, I'm a UX manager at Shopify based in uh, Toronto, but uh, I think I'm here because I have spent many years in tech journalism. I, I used to work at The Next Web and uh i did my own thing for a while and then actually at the moment i still have a tech col- a weekly tech column on medium despite the craziness over there <laughs> uh so that's me
2: uh yeah and i'm um an ai correspondent at VentureBeat. um i write about all sorts of um ai and machine learning uh related technologies um could be anything from uh, robotic process automation to self-driving cars so <laughs> um yeah, AI is a broad field, but um, you know I'm a tech enthusiast more broadly. Uh, so of course excited to talk about um, everything that happened this week and it was a lot, but especially Windows because um, Windows looks way different now and uh, I have mixed feelings about that. Yes, yeah so let's
0: let's get into tell us right away, Kyle, what what were your initial impressions? Uh, not just on the leaked build, but the actual announcement yesterday where they actually showed a lot more than we saw in the leaked build.
2: Yeah so the stream is terrible first of all. Um, <laughs> oh my god. So bad. put it, it on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. It's like what is that the power of azure uh on full play or? Uh, <laughs> I and, think and actually if it fails
1: if it fails on
0: YouTube they can just blame Google right? Like it's a win win. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Yeah, didn't they? I think um, Satya Nadella, uh, his account, um, linked to a new Egg Stream, actually. So it wasn't mm-hmm. even an official um, alternative uh, Microsoft Stream uh, once Great. things got really bad. I know. Uh, streaming video is hard. Um, <laughs> but, and so was redesigning an OS um, because it seems they've. Um, modeled this after Mac OS and Chrome OS by moving the start button to the center of the screen, although I believe you can change that if you want, Um, and I mean generally speaking it looks a lot like Windows 10X Mm -hmm. uh, and the hardware requirements reflect that I guess you need, correct me if I'm wrong Emil, um, a DirectX 12 compatible uh, graphics uh, chip um, either dedicated or integrated. I mean, uh, Teams is front and center now, um, right? It's it's kind of deeply integrated into the it's OS, for better or worse. I like Teams. Yeah, it is wild. Um, I don't think it's a bad thing necessarily. Uh, I, I mean, uh, it's kind of it's kind of weird that that Teams is now um, uh, the premier uh, video conferencing platform uh, that Microsoft is mm-hmm. pushing, as opposed to Skype, uh, considering how much they paid for Skype and how little return they've gotten there. Um, perceived return, at least. Um, uh, and uh, what else is new? Um, uh, I know Internet Explorer is finally going the way of the <laughs> Dodo. The yeah. It's disabled by default, so that's really exciting. Um, that might be the biggest uh, development for me, personally. Um, we're, we're only like two uh, iterations or versions into Edge, but... Um, Uh, you know, it's just better in every conceivable way. So, um, the more people, uh, move on and, and leave IE behind the better, whatever it takes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean,
0: so I, I, they've been, you know, trying to get rid of IE (laughs) for years and just like it's baby step after baby step. So disabled is good, uh, removed permanently would have been nice but then of course a bunch of companies would not upgrade to windows 11 so that's probably why they're keep, <laughs> keeping it there uh, indefinitely i don't maybe maybe by windows 22 20, 21 <laughs> <laughs> ie will finally be dead but yes uh, it's it's definitely progressed i mean they also removed you know skype um which you can still get but they removed it by default because obviously they're pushing teams um and yeah that the requirements i hire higher, higher which is interesting because windows seven eight 8.1 and 10 pretty much had the same minimum requirements um so they're you know hoping to raise the bar there to sell more windows 11 computers obviously people will still upgrade uh but i'm i'm you know it'll be a hardware push they, they didn't increase the the version version number not to 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 sell more devices uh, and Fresh. that's their partners through their partners right obviously surface devices but mainly the whole ecosystem
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if that actually works, right? Like, do people go out and buy... A computer based on an OS. <laughs> you they want do just buy it when it. Uh, they 100% it do.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, no, I think it's more of a. It's just a tipping point, right? Like, yeah, it's definitely. a, it's an addition, right? If, if you're considering buying a computer and you go out and you yep. look around, and all of them are running Windows 11, that's just yet another reason to do it. Even though you yeah, can, most of the, the time you'll. At the same time. Exactly. Yeah. Obviously, you you can probably just. Up, it, it is a free upgrade, right? As long as you mm-hmm. have the a decent enough computer, it's a free upgrade. But if you're considering, if you're on the fence. A new version number, you know, with that looks different, right? It looks new. It doesn't look drastically different because they can't change it Mm. too much because that'll cause its own set of problems with muscle memory and so on. But it looks just a little bit newer to you know get people to to be interested. I mean, that's how we are as humans, right? We we like Mm. what's shiny and new, new and improved, which is (laughs) the typical uh, counterintuitive statement. Anything else, uh, guys? I, I feel like there's one big yeah. thing that we're missing from Windows well, 1 and no one's one mentioned yet.
1: The I mean, top of that, um, mind is the cut for me. Is uh, they, There was a b- pretty obvious, not subtle jab in there at the Apple, the App Store 30%. Yes. Uh, so basically they're saying that you can... Um, Bring your own commerce engine was the uh, <laughs> fancy, the fancy spin on that, which was an interesting way to put it. But basically, yes, uh, I think they have a cut. I can't remember what it is, so I'm not going to try and say what it is. But they have a cut of their own. Um, but if you use your own commerce engine, which would imply something like Stripe, uh, or you know, like the Epic, Epic Games Store has its own thing, uh, you won't pay the cut. So it's huge. I mean, for a few reasons. I think the the actual really interesting one to me as a user is the windows store, or whatever they've called it is, has been so frustrating for so long because so many things aren't in it like if you get a windows pc half of the time it's in the store maybe Half the time, uh, you have to go to some website and download half, an MSI. <laughs> half <laughs> well, is half just... is
0: generous, Owen. I think, maybe five yeah, percent of the time, 20%. it's actually in the store.
1: <laughs> I actually really I, I like it when it is in the store because it just updates it. Like there's none of these crappy. Like it works fine, but there's nobody's gonna put it in there. And Microsoft doesn't even put their own stuff in there. Like Visual Studio Code still isn't in the store. Right, right. Um, and so I think this will remove a lot of the roadblocks for that. Like I think the cut was a huge problem. And now they're sort of saying well you can put anything in here and like it's free if you (laughs) use your own uh payment gateway and and i think it's also a pot shot at apple it's like hey look we can have a store it can be safe ish uh and you can put stuff in it and we won't charge you we'll give you a choice which is a pretty big call
0: yeah so there's a bunch of changes right so one they're letting in not just pwa and uwp apps Mm -hmm. which are the old school or the new windows apps yeah. if you will but they're letting in win 32 apps finally uh-huh. which they've uh-huh. been hinting at for for years so that's that's one major change and then yeah, to your point letting developers keep 100% of the revenue as long as they're you know using whatever api for whatever yeah. payment processor that's also huge although who knows how many people actually make money off the store but it makes it a no brainer right there's you can as as long as you can use your own payment processor of which there are a dime a dozen Um, and those cut that, that tax, you know, that the cut that those payment processors take is like below 5%, it's usually around two or three. So that's a no brainer. Um, it's just a question of, you know, it's a chicken and egg problem. Who's going to use the store if there's nothing in there and then who's going to add their app if no one's using it. So Mm -hmm. the the push has to be, I think the reason that they're doing this all at once, as opposed to, you know, adding win 32 apps, and then a year later, uh, you know, removing this revenue blocker I think right. they're doing it all at once because with along with Windows 11 because they could the, the Microsoft store that we're describing is also coming to Windows 10. Uh, but I think yeah. they want to push it all at once so that developers get you know they see all the the positives that they right. could potentially take advantage of all at once.
2: Well, I guess it's a good thing, uh, too, um, that, um, well, actually, I don't know if it's a good thing, necessarily. I'm not sure what the experience is going to look like, quite <laughs> frankly, but um, we haven't talked about uh, Android yeah. apps oh, yeah. on um, 11. That tiny thing. Um, and, Yeah, that tiny thing. I mean, I don't know. If it's anything like the Chrome OS experience, mm-hmm. it's going to be a little, little janky, just a little bit. Um, I think it'll be worse. Not every Android app. <laughs> Yeah, Uh, it could be, depending on your hardware, I guess. Um, Clearly not every Android app is designed with a keyboard and mouse in mind, um, uh, or even a landscape layout. Um, And it's it's interesting to me that, um, you know, you're downloading these uh, on on Windows 11, you'll download these for the Amazon App Store and not (laughs) Google Play, which, uh, you know, probably severely limits the number of apps available to you as a Windows Mm -hmm. user. Um, I'm sure Google probably wasn't on board well, with this saw, that's that's the
1: there was two things i saw on that actually the first one was that um i saw them uh, sort of uh, one of the quotes from panos implying heavily that they'll take any store <laughs> uh which sounded like they sort of took the first right. one that would say yes and they're hoping to shoehorn google but the other one is i saw that um it looks very likely that you can just install on um, like apk's <laughs> yes. Uh, if you're yes, in developer mode or whatever, I'm sure they'll have something. And if that is the case, amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's what's been happening on the Mac, for what it's worth. A lot of these app developers on the Mac, like Instagram, for example, don't want their apps to run there because they haven't optimized it, so they block it from the. You can on an M1 Mac, you can run iOS apps, uh, and so they block it from the store. And I suspect that uh, what I've seen there is it's going to happen here. It's like if people go and download the IP, I don't know how to say it, the Ipswa file <laughs> whatever uh, off these jailbreaking websites and install it themselves.
0: Yeah. So, so that's it. There's a few things there, right? So it's, I mean, it's, it's, Clearly they went to Google first and didn't get Google yeah. to join, right? So then they yeah. went to, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they talked to a bunch of options, but Amazon was their was their next, next best option. But as you mm-hmm. pointed out, there's many, many apps are missing from the Amazon store. It's good that you'll be able to sideload APKs, but the main barrier is still Google because many apps rely on Google play services. So even if you can get the APK through whatever means, whether it's a free app or you pirated it, it's a paid app. Even if you get your hands on it, it, chances are, it's going to rely on Google Play services, even if it's not a mobile, you know, obsessed app that requires, you know, GPS functionality and all that stuff. Even if it's just like an Instagram, many apps mm-hmm. re- require Google Play services, and so they just won't work. They they won't even. I'm guessing they will, you know, at best, fail to launch, uh, but at worst, launch and just not work at all and just air right. out. Um, so that that's a that's a big hurdle, right? Because if you don't have Google Google on board, you want to be able to just install APKs and let people get as many apps as they can. And you want it to be as seamless as possible. But if you make it super seamless to install, if most apps that people try just don't work, right? It's, kind of, again, a chicken and egg problem. You want people to be able to find as many Android apps as they can, but you don't want all the apps that they try that they find through just installing APKs to just not work because, you know, they're dependent on Google Play. So they're going to have to figure out what kind of, installation process they want uh, because yeah. the Amazon process is going to suck too, right? Not only are there a bunch of apps not available on the Android apps, Amazon app store, but they're, they, you know, you also have to sign in with your Amazon account. So it's going to be, it's going to be quite convoluted, right? You open the, the Microsoft store, you search for an Android app, you find it if you're lucky in the Amazon app store, then that launches the Amazon app store, you have to sign in with your Amazon account huh. yeah, and then, and then download it and install it. And then, you know, hope it, it's somewhat, functional on on a windows computer
1: it's app store inception it sounds like
0: <laughs> yeah and that's and you know if you download something like um i don't know like wechat or roblox or something like that mm-hmm. that has its own app store <laughs> then yeah it's it really, really app is app store inception um hey
1: if it if it works i have to say i love the idea uh i love the idea of it uh we'll see i'm reserving my judgment <laughs> yeah um, i mean it,
0: it's definitely cool that they're doing it right they're 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 willing to to push it and it could very well be that you know it, it flops but at least i'll have tried to, sure. to be clear i don't think android app support is going to be available like right off the bat like we're not going to see it in the insider build next week it might not even be available for right. windows 11's launch later this year probably mm-hmm. around october It'll probably be yeah. in a subsequent Windows 11 release, which they're planning to update once a year now, as oh, opposed to twice a us. year. Yeah, get us
1: excited and then not give it to us. Like, well, because they,
0: the yeah, I think they want to make sure that, you know, like the yeah. three of us will just try a bunch of different things and, and be okay if it doesn't work out. But yeah. it's the average Joe that gets Windows 11, they're just going to try and install Instagram. And if that doesn't work, they're going to get discouraged. right? Or they'll try to install TikTok. And that they'll try maybe one app, right? And that one Mm -hmm. app better work. So they're going to try to get as many major titles in as possible, I suspect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's the only way I see this being a truly good experience. Um, And uh, I don't know, again, like uh, the Chrome OS uh, uh, Android emulation um, uh, experience currently is not I don't know if Microsoft can do it better than Google, but I'm skeptical. Yeah, exactly. I think there will be performance issues um, you know, out the wazoo. But um, you know, uh, Microsoft has a lot of resources behind them. So um, I'm sure they can get emulation up to, up to snuff. I'm um, wondering, and maybe the. I'm
1: wondering if it's like based on the Bash on Windows stuff, because I'll give them credit. That stuff's great. I, I love that stuff. But um, it took them a while to get it right. And I think that'll be the interesting thing here. Is is it good on the first go, or is it going to take two years? <laughs> to make yeah. the Twitter app scrollable.
0: Yeah. I mean, even if they manage to match yeah. performance or beat Google's performance with Chrome OS um with Android apps, even if they manage that, like we just talked about, there's all these other obstacles that are unique to their situation because they didn't get Google to they couldn't convince Google, which which is fair, right? Google has has its own formula on whether this is worth it for them. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it'll it'll be something interesting to watch for sure. Um uh and um you know uh we'll, we'll see if maybe google comes around in the end I, I don't think they will obviously they want people to buy chromebooks um but yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't know and perhaps we'll fun. see it's, it's going perfect. fun for chromebooks too that's the, <laughs> the other thing they have no reason to <laughs> yeah yeah i think they're they have nothing to worry about so um but uh you know if this gets uptick um you know if if, if, if this gets adoption of any any meaningful kind Mm. um maybe we'll at least be support for google play services on windows That would be i'm
0: curious i'm curious what you guys what do you guys think is the the upside for amazon here just more usage of its store essentially which which doesn't get much
1: beautiful i think it's that but i also think it's um, now people in theory will want to list their apps at the Amazon App Store, <laughs>
0: right? <laughs> exactly.
1: They could get, get on a billion <laughs> devices now. I think, uh, well, you know, in theory, but uh, I think I think that's all it is. As right now, it's on only certain things, but uh, it gives a big motivation for app developers to just do it because it, there's no downside for early people. Well, I mean, there's, there's downside, but <laughs> there's no downside for early people in terms of reach, uh, and I think that's what they're pushing for.
0: Yeah, I, it strikes me as that there's only upside for Amazon here, whereas for Microsoft, it's kind of a big risk. Uh yeah. So <laughs> that's interesting. I mean, and, and they they've partnered before and 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 failed, right? Just look at how uh, Cortana and Alexa were supposed mm-hmm. to work together. Like, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> where's that partnership? That was, you yeah. know, and now well, Cortana's with a ton gone. Of no
1: voice assistant, exactly. In, uh, exactly. 11, yeah.
0: So that's you know that that was just. A, a crazy partnership that looked like it had legs for maybe a day, and then immediately people realized yep. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. So this this uh, could be you know this could be the same thing, but Amazon has only to benefit, right? If if Microsoft is convincing various like like a Disney Plus to <laughs> to join, yeah. that's that's only yeah. an upside for Amazon. So
1: g- good on Amazon, just, I guess. <laughs> you just reminded me that the other big piece of news was that Cortana doesn't harass you in the setup anymore. It's yes. like burned into my brain. Every time you set up a Windows PC, it's like, "Hi, hey, I'm Cortana. I'm here to help," and you have to like mute it as fast as you possibly can. <laughs> it's, and it's—I think I, I actually didn't right. mind it too
0: bad, but I just found it incredibly slow. Like, it, it, if it sped up the Touch process, Wi-Fi
1: here. Yeah. oh my god, it's really in my head. Yeah, it's and just, then I can—it just not make sense.
0: I can only imagine like IT pros that had to set up like thousands of laptops in, in a month. <laughs>
1: yeah, there's a, there's a YouTube video of a guy who opened I think it was 800 laptops at the same time. Oh, it was no. just like Cortana hell echo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that it's good they removed that. They removed a bunch of things, right? So they removed yeah. Cortana, they removed people in the taskbar, which I frankly forgot mm-hmm. was a thing. Uh, they they removed uh, tablet mode which mm-hmm. is which was always kind of a disaster Uh, that I forgot that. Yeah. Tiles no longer Mm -hmm. exists, um, which were always cool in theory, but rather useless in practice. Timeline was removed, which I also thought was like I had a, had plenty of potential, but the execution just wasn't there like I like the right. idea of being able to just go back in time on your device and you know see files that used to exist or settings and so on but it, yeah. I think it was just too i don't know if it was ahead of its time nope no pun intended or if, if it was just a bad idea from the start.
1: I think it's just trying to convince people to use stuff has always been a <laughs> problem like yeah. you're dealing with people two audiences and well many audiences, but the big legacy people who don't want anything to change <laughs> and then you have to also get people to adopt it. Cause it, the whole sell in my mind was, Oh, you can have Photoshop open and it will show all the things you're working on and you can click them and it will open them on your other machine. Well, it never worked in my experience, <laughs> first of all, which wasn't great. Uh, and there was only a handful of apps that supported it. So it was, it wasn't really as good as it could have been.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's unfortunate, but I mean, it was a good idea, but maybe just just poor execution in too early.
1: Also, it's very file oriented. Is the other thing like I don't know. I think everything is URLs for me. <laughs> true, someone, true. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. so I think it's kind of old school. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah. Just um, it feels like uh, it's a streamlining of Windows in many ways, and probably long overdue. Um, I mean, uh, half of these features I hadn't heard of. I mean, I'm not, I won't claim that I'm like a multitasking pro um, when it comes to uh, to Windows. Certainly not Mac OS or any other OS. Um, but uh, yeah, like um, snap groups, I've never used a snap group. Mm. Um, uh, you know, the start menu. Um, once once you add widgets into the mix it does get to be a bit mm-hmm. much right um and probably overwhelming to the average um windows user so i think you know just kind of like cutting back and 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 embracing minimalism is probably going to be uh, well received here um mm-hmm. you know uh time will tell but um i, I think it's uh, smart for microsoft to finally um take that strategy as opposed to just adding more things and visual visualizations and just uh like you know pro uh, user features that, or power user features that the average person will never discover because they're like deeply embedded in some menu that um, well, you'll struggle to find unless you look up some complicated guide on a, on, on some tech site or forum. Exactly. Um,
0: all right. So moving on to Amazon. I don't know what you guys caught from Amazon this week. I <laughs> I was definitely taken aback by this story. Uh, from ITV News in the UK, that Amazon oh, yeah. has been destroying millions of unsold items uh, at its mm-hmm. UK warehouses every year. Mm-hmm. That to me is just insane. I mean, Amazon claimed that you know it doesn't send any items to landfills in the UK, so there's some some back and forth there. Oh. Um, you know that that they're probably emphasizing the word landfill, <laughs> but it <laughs> seems <laughs> devices are being destroyed. But even let, let's, you know, let's take Amazon at its word and assume that they're doing everything correctly and they're not destroying anything, which is, which I think is a stretch. But let's say that were true. Why are they marking boxes as destroy in the warehouse? Mm-hmm. Like, just mark them as recycle. And I feel like a lot of this could have been avoided. Um, yeah. Assuming, assuming you know, that they're not, they're not uh, obfuscating here and <laughs> and they're not destroying. I think one one employee said a 130,000 items a week, which is just insane. Wow.
1: It's hard to believe them when this video <laughs> but I mean the thing I wanted to bring up actually is I don't I think this was less shocking to me because I don't know if you remember but I don't feel it like it went international but here in Canada this came out eight months ago uh, so CBC News here they actually put GPS trackers on a bunch of stuff uh, and they found that it went back to the warehouse when they returned it and then ended up in a tip uh, in, in the landfill and so what yeah. they what they found uh, and it, they found it was reliably happening. And I think it sort of blew up in the news here, but I suspect it didn't go internationally as much. Um, and they said, I think they said something to a similar effect, that they try to recycle as much as they can, but they've just seen some of it. Um, but I think I was less shocked because I already had the pre-shock six months ago to, to right. deal with how gross it was. Um,
0: yeah, you're right. Yeah. I don't think it got picked up internationally, but that just you know further underlines that there's something wrong here. And then amazon's business model you know it's clearly more worth it for them to just ultimately destroy yeah. the items than to deal with having them properly just dis- properly disposed of or reuse or donated at the very least yeah. and i'm sure they're donating some you know a portion of them but clearly not you know not all of them which is what really I, should be happening
1: i know this is being recorded but at this point i do, almost don't want to give them the benefit of the doubt on this stuff because it just seems every time that they, you sort of assume they're doing a certain thing, and then no, they're definitely not until somebody <laughs> looks at it. Exactly. Um, like here, here in Canada, there's been so many stories about, um, you know, they try and claim all the the COVID safe things, and it got to the point where like the city health units started forcing warehouses to close because there were so many outbreaks coming out of Amazon warehouses that they were finding them on the bus route to the Amazon warehouse, and so yeah. it's. Like I just I find it hard to trust them.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean what what makes it particularly painful is that there were thousands of sealed face masks that also got destroyed. Wow. Like that's wow. just I mean, any anyone can use those, right? Like yeah. and, and again it comes back to Amazon's business model, which is they charge their the sellers of the of items Mm -hmm. to keep to store the the items in the warehouses right so sellers eventually say all right it's not worth it it's not selling for whatever reason Mm. so we we don't want to pay anymore and amazon's left with all this extra uh, inventory and obviously it costs them money to just store it so they need to dispose of it as quickly as possible but i mean if amazon's not incentivized to 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 donate then you know we need to pass some laws which unfortunately will take way too long yeah, but yeah, I mean, it should just be illegal to destroy a new product, like full stop. <laughs> like it's just that's that's the law that I want to see passed, right? And and then the company has to figure out how to how to how to donate
2: appropriately, right? Yeah, that scale. Yeah, I mean, crazy. Sorry. Oh, I was. I was just going to say. Um, I mean, you would hope that. Um, I've. I've no uh, faith that this is actually happening. But you would hope that Amazon um, is at least trying to offset the carbon emissions uh, created by destroying this merchandise. Um, they, they, that should be the baseline. Um, you know, it shouldn't be destroyed in the first place. I agree. But um, if if there's no other option, they say they uh, they swear by it. Um, then um, you know they should uh, ensure that this doesn't they're, they're, they're doing whatever they can to offset or, or negate whatever, um, negative environmental, um, uh, effect. Uh, this is, this is contributing. Um, so, uh, I mean, that's just my two cents. Uh, Amazon PR says all sorts of things about this particular incident. They say, well, like this is less than 1% of their products, um, uh, that are incinerated, um, or destroyed. Um, but you know, like to, to Emile's point, to Owen's point, um, it's just hard to know whether they're telling the truth, especially after that Mother Jones piece came out today about how sometimes Amazon PR just lies outright yes. <laughs> to reporters. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, this just feels icky on all levels. They're they're
0: they're they're really. I tweeted this, that they're very good at gaslighting in response to that that uh, Mother Jones report. And yeah, I mean, so let's let's just. I I feel like that one percent number is probably like of all products as opposed to of products that sellers can't sell, right? So of course, 1% seems oh, yeah, very sure. little, but it's I, I, I want to know what the percentage is of the inventory that is not selling and needs to be disposed of. What percentage of that inventory is incinerated, right? They're not going to share that number. Um, in other crazy oh, no. in other crazy Amazon news, um, uh, there were some internal documents that came out that showed that Amazon tries to uh, push out Six uh, percent of its office staff every year, and they call this um, unregretted wow. attrition. Mm. <laughs> now, I have no problem with you know cutting workers who are underperforming or don't deserve to be in the position they're in or didn't work out for whatever reason. It, like you need to be able to operate a business, all right, effectively. You need to be able to to lay people off and and fire them when they're they're not contributing um, well. But having a specific target of six you percent know, or whatever percent, and then trying to hit that target, you know, that's just going to that's going to breed all sorts of problems. Um, so, you know, and this is part of their, you know, they're going to continue to have work-related issues, um, increasingly so because they're hiring like crazy. So this is not going away, and the unionization efforts are also not going away. Um, a major labor union, the Teamsters, just voted to basically support and fund and supply resources to Amazon employees that are trying to unionize that also happened this week. So this is, you know, wow. it's a small blip uh, in the larger story, but yeah, that 6% target is just, cause I, I, I believe a few years ago, I don't know if you guys remember this a few years ago, Amazon was called out for this and they said that they would stop and apparently they stopped and then, then just started again the year after or two years from there. So <laughs> here we go again, essentially. Um, it's, it's quite, quite unsettling. Um, but, you know, it's it's also standard practice for big tech. Well,
2: it's interesting you say that because, um, I mean, it's basically Amazon says it's not stack ranking, but it seems to be stack ranking. And um, like uh, a lot of big tech companies don't do it anymore because it doesn't seem to be effective or work. Uh, like Microsoft doesn't do it. It's mentioned in the article, like Microsoft stopped in 2013. Um, GE, which, uh, you know, sort of originated this practice or was one of the, um, you know, the, uh, pioneers in the space, uh, doesn't do it anymore. Um, because, uh, I, I, some argue that like competition breeds success and innovation, but also it turns coworkers against each other. Right. And I think you're more likely to throw somebody under the bus. If you know, you're being, um, constantly graded and evaluated in this way. Um, uh, you know, I guess to be somewhat fair to Amazon, even though, um, uh, That's, that's tough at times. Um, they do have like some kind of funnel, um, according to the article, um, uh, so that these employees, these underperforming employees have a chance to improve. I think Amazon, uh, internally, um, among its uh you know managerial staff uh expects a fair number of a pretty high percentage of people to fail um in those steps those remediation steps but um you know we should it should be noted that i guess they try or say they do um to uh save these folks from the shopping block um six percent though and this is just of office employees it's not warehouse employees um it does seem pretty high and um uh you know the fact that this is like Uh, a set-in-stone concrete benchmark um, without real justification is is troublesome, um, to say the least.
0: So Bezos is, I don't remember if he's, I don't believe he's stepped down yet, but he is stepping down as CEO.
1: Oh, it's in July.
0: Yes, so he's stepping down, and one of the things that he said on his way out to, so he's not really leaving or he's going to be chairman. I'm trying to find the quote now, but he wants Amazon to be Earth's safest place to work, and Earth's best employer you know those are <laughs> those are pretty bold statements um and it's you know this is again, like I've been saying this is this is something we're going to be hearing about a lot because Amazon's hiring like crazy, and Bezos has made you know they want to be number one in this that's uh, a really bold promise so. He's committing to this, and that's you know one of the many things he's going to be working on because obviously he's going to be his hands are going to be full with uh, Blue Origin <laughs> and Elon Musk competition, uh, which we'll also be hearing a lot about. But you know that's you know, put that. I'm just trying <laughs> to put that about put, all of
1: this. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to put that
0: into context. Is like this is not just oh okay here we go again. Amazon is abusing employees or you know not doing as best as they can. This is very much like what are we going to do to fix this and. They promise that they're not just going to fix this specific thing. They want to be the best in the business.
2: Yeah, I find that hard to believe. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I suppose we'll see if uh, Andy Jassy can um, can can turn around the culture at Amazon. But um, you know, as you mentioned, Emil, um, this is not new. You know, like um, there have been these exposés in the past um, about how uh, toxic it can be. Um, uh and i don't know like it seems just ingrained on some level um at amazon and um uh, jassy's been there so long he's been there from the start right he built aws um, from the ground up like uh, he doesn't seem like the kind of person to um you know shake things up too much i don't think he's going to go in there and blow this this whole thing up um and move away from stack ranking um maybe after the story amazon will feel more pressure to change at least in the short term but um yeah i'm i'm skeptical that uh will we'll see much improvement and on this front
0: yeah so owen has to go soon uh but i did want to ask him about two things Uh, really quick. Uh, so speaking of Amazon, obviously Amazon's biggest competitor now is Shopify. I'm curious if Owen and and, and Kyle as well, if you guys saw the news, the New York times had a, had a critique of alphabet and Google CEO Sundar Pichai. And in there, Mm. um, was a little tidbit that Google Executives proposed a Shopify acquisition to challenge amazon, and and that didn't yeah. go through. My take is that's good that it didn't go through, even though it's used as an example of uh, Pichai's core leadership style. Uh, yeah. but i'm I'm happy, frankly, because I think it's great that we have a you know a non big tech challenger as Amazon. and I, I would argue that Shopify would not have succeeded to the extent that they have uh, under Google. Or under Alphabet, depending on how, who, which, which <laughs> behemoth, which parent, whether the parent company or Google acquired them. So I'm curious what you guys think of that.
1: I mean, I'll, I work there, so I, <laughs> I can't say too much. Uh, I mean, my my take is that I, I didn't know anything about this, but I think uh, there's plenty to do as an independent company. <laughs> so, and we, yeah. we work with them on a lot of stuff. Like there was a, we're in uh, merchants can list Google Shopping with one click and that kind of thing now, and so it's sort of the the best part and i'm I'm trying not to get the sell line here but like i think what makes shopify good is it actually lets you list on all the things and also works with facebook you can list on amazon from shopify like we are switzerland <laughs> this thing uh and i think right. being independent
2: is a big part of that
0: yeah for sure i mean it's a big deal
2: yeah i um I just, I mean, uh, Google's shopping products haven't been, been compelling for a while, yeah. right? Um, <laughs> I just, I think they've they've kind of failed to gain traction uh, uh, in in the space. Um, I'm not sure what this acquisition would have done there. I mean, obviously, um, you know, they they maybe they're just buying access to a massive community of um, merchants um, and and customers for that matter. Um, uh, you know, the Shopify platform is. Uh, uh, Growing impressively large, um, uh, but I, I don't uh, like just based on. I don't have you know intimate knowledge of the e-commerce space for sure, but just based on the failures of Google's previous acquisitions, I don't know. Um, I I think mismanagement could have been one outcome. Um, you know, would would how long would they have kept Shopify around? In fact, would they have had to spin it out again in a few years after um whatever they they tried to do with it. Um, Uh, failed (laughs) like they did with, I don't know, um, Boston Dynamics, uh, Motorola, the list goes on. Um, Like I can't think of many, you know, multi billion dollar Google acquisitions that have paid off for Google or the acquired company. Um, So maybe if this if these talks did happen, Pachai was um, smart not to pursue this (laughs) just because he knows the limitations of his own organization. Yeah.
1: the thing yeah, that struck a, me about yeah. that piece was that uh, even just not acquiring things was spun as a uh, really negative thing. But like, like this acquisition aside, of I don't think I see a lot of good acquisitions anyway. <laughs> um, like, when I, I, I imagine Google, I haven't. I'm trying to think of one acquisition they've made that rolled into something useful. I mean, Android was probably the big one, yeah. but it's hard to merge stuff in companies and i was sort of surprised that, that was the angle to make it seem like he wasn't doing well there
0: yeah android google docs like basically really early yeah. acquisitions right R- really yes. really early not once a company has amassed a massive um you know let's like, say market share in some in a specific space at that point i
1: never tried to do it but i can't imagine merging companies is easy
0: <laughs> well yeah of course of course it's not but but you know there's it's it's different um acquiring a company and 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 trying to help it grow if it seems like it can versus acquiring a company that's already its own large size and has uh, its own set of values and culture and own set of goals and then just trying to subsume all that it's really difficult
1: you just reminded me that the the one that is in recent memory is a nest and honestly it's just like, I'm sure they would say it's been going well, but it's just been the most frustrating thing as a consumer over the years. Like, they're so slow to do anything.
0: There's what do been you all
1: those sto- you mean? Like, you
0: don't like the Google what? Home Mini Nest hub?
1: <laughs> What's exactly. wrong with that? And they never update this. Yeah, exactly. And I think, I mean, they finally <laughs> sort of came full circle and they decided, okay, it's the home smart stuff and somehow Pixel was this other thing. Um, but I think that's a really interesting example of like, they're still trying to sort that out now. Um, I do have to hop off, but thank you for uh running the space.
0: Thanks. For coming Owen.
1: Catch you next time. Anything you, you wanna
0: you wanna plug right before you go?
1: No plug. Just uh
0: Where oh, can man, people I find I you?
1: <laughs> you can find me on at OW, nice and short.
0: <laughs> yeah, so he's on Twitter and at OW. He's got this one of the shortest yeah. hand the shortest handle I know, frankly.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cheers.
0: See ya. Yes. Take care. So, so Kyle, um, do you think that Shopify will get acquired at any point, or is it too big? Like I would argue, it's too big now. But I'm curious your take.
2: Yeah, I mean, you're more knowledgeable about Shopify than I am. You've covered it um, plenty over the years, but. Um... Uh, I, I don't know. I think, like, um, Google is probably one of the few companies I could acquire it at this point, um, I, but I can't think. I mean, Amazon obviously doesn't have a compelling reason. Um, I can't, you know, Apple, what would they do with it? Um, I, I feel like uh, that. that's the sort of market cap we're talking about here um, in terms of, like, um, potential... Uh, I don't know. I guess Google is, uh, perhaps Facebook, but it seems like Facebook is intent on doing all of this internal. Um, I know they had some news this week related to e-commerce. Um, they seem to be um, dedicated to the idea that um, uh, they don't have to acquire Shopify to um, to build a um, uh, you know a, a massive uh, e-commerce product. They can they can just do it with the engineering talent they have. So. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of glad that Shopify is independent, uh, yep, personally. Same. Um, but, uh, I, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens going forward. I mean, <laughs> perhaps, uh, uh, Google will reconsider under a different CEO, but, um,
0: No, uh, I know, think it's knows? too late. Um, and, and for good reason, I think it's too late. Uh, maybe, you know, what they could do is uh, there are plenty of really small Shopify competitors, they might want to snap up one of those and, and kind of play in that space as, as another um, wedge to Amazon. But there, there, I think there's a lot that they're trying to do that will be, you know, it's a low bar. It'll be more effective than what they've done with Google shopping so far. So yeah, I I agree with both of your points that um, it was smart on Pichai's side to just let that one go. Even if he, he could have got it, you know, a few years ago, which is, to be clear, I I don't know if I said that this happened a few years ago. This is not like a a few months ago thing where Shopify was a potential uh, acquisition target.
3: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are.
0: Um, the other the other thing that happened this week for Google is that they finally delayed um, their plans to block third party cookies and roll out their Flock tracking system. So they delayed that from 2022 to late 2023. I feel like the writing on the wall was was it was they're, they're, the writing was on the wall was for this for a while. Um, it frankly surprises me it took them this long to delay it. Uh, there was just so much pushback, um, including from Amazon. I think that was last week where Amazon basically was blocking Flock on, on all their websites. Um, I'm really curious where this ends up because the future of, of cookies is kind of like the future of the web as we know it uh, in, term of, in terms of monetizing the web, uh, but also how how users are tracked all over it.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, there are just like it seems like there are a lot of problems with Flock. Um I know Mozilla's been pretty vocal about them, right? Um, how supposedly this is a privacy-preserving way to um to target um ads, for example, at users, but in fact, um you can um uh potentially infer like the um the, some of some information about a person. Um uh that that it's supposed to keep private um through uh, a couple of ad- adversarial techniques i mean those can be fixed i suppose but um uh you know like as you mentioned Emil, like um just there's so much industry pushback and it's hard to see uh it gaining much traction in its current form um it, it, it definitely appears that like google's buying time with this um they i think they you know they might be working on some technical aspects but they also want to mount a stronger pr campaign um so um yeah i i you know i'm not against um the elimination of cookies i think cookies are um pretty uh negative element of the web that have proliferated for far too long and i'm glad that um uh, finally, consumers are demanding more privacy but um uh, this doesn't seem to be a- be the answer to um, uh, any any consumer concerns for sure this seems to be um, Google um, desperately trying to um, find a way to um, uh, uh, you know make their r- retain the the value of their ad business right um, the place advertisers um, by coming up with um, a pretty flawed replacement <laughs> for what we have currently yeah
0: and and I don't I I feel like they'll succeed, right? They will figure something out. It's just surprising to me how slow they've been to react after all the criticism to Flock. They could have easily just released a statement saying, you know, we hear you, WordPress, we hear you, a list of all the major browser makers that basically said they're not going to implement it or they'll disable it uh, because many are Chromium based and that got rolled into Chromium. So, it surprised me that they didn't basically say, you know, we're putting this off or we're we're reworking it. At the very least they could have said, we we we're, re, re, we're reworking Flock. Um, you know, cookies are here to stay and third-party cookies will it's really the, the discussion is really around third-party cookies, right? Um, we'll, we'll we'll figure out a way to make third-party cookies to, something to replace them and, you know, working with all the major browser vendors are um, at least um, some some sort of web standard uh plenty of you know they, they, there are plenty of ways they could have went about this, but they just kept silent, and then this week they they basically said that they're delaying flock and the plan to block third party cookies, but they didn't say anything since i mean i'm I'm sure they will um, but it's it's like they're kicking the can down the road, which is not what you want to see from you know arguably the most important uh, of the big tech companies when it comes to the web, like what Google does makes a huge has a huge impact on 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 users on the internet as well as all the businesses built on the web
2: yeah i mean um it's just it's just so you know there's so many reasons this is problematic right it seems to it does seem to be anti-competitive on google's part um i think um uh, you know, a lot of attorneys uh, general in the US have said that, like, this seems to be Google boxing out their third-party um, uh, methods of tracking users and, and kind of replacing it with their own. Um, and then, um, you know, it's not GDPR compliant, obviously. Um, I I don't really know what, what problems this does solve. I mean, it's, ostensibly, it's supposed to be, um, uh, you know, a more uh, private way of, you um, uh, you know, allowing adversar- advertisers to track user behavior or just kind of target users, but uh, yeah, it just it seems to introduce new problems. In fact, um, so it's hard to, uh, as a user, be on board with this, and I can't say I'm disappointed to see its rollout um, be delayed and uh I don't know the future looks murky we'll we'll see if um the current the new deadline uh, that they've given even um is realistic um i don't think i don't see sentiments changing that much um especially as um you know the uh, uh just the discussion about antitrust and anti competitive behavior in the u s ramps up and um already already has in europe yeah
0: so, so there was a bunch of antitrust stuff um you know there there isn't really major news it seems like more of the same the european commission opened an antitrust investigation into google over its ad tech india ordered an antitrust investigation uh for into android and the smart tv market um apple had its own set of uh, an antitrust antitrust investigation was opened into apple in germany uh like that's just all this week (laughs) um but these are just you know little milestones. Um, Most of these are going to result in minor fines, Um, but the pace is picking up. So eventually we'll get to a point where it's not just investigations and bills being written and and argued over against. We're going to have regulation put in place here and they're going to be watered down for sure. I believe in the U.S., there are what, six bills in the house, you would know probably better than I, six antitrust bills in the house that are being considered now or have been approved and need to be voted on. Um, and they're gonna get, you know, changed fifteen times before they actually get passed. If any of the six get passed, I suspect most will not. Um, and this affects, you know, all these companies that we've talked about. It affects it affects Apple, it affects Google, it affects Amazon, Microsoft to a lesser degree, but depending on how they're written, the final bills. Um, definitely will will have an impact on Microsoft to some degree, and the crazy thing is that these will be very different, I suspect, between countries, which is actually going to be a big problem for doing business, not just for big tech, but for any all of all of their competitors. Uh, and you know, we, I can literally talk about this every week because I feel like there will be a new development. Um, but I try to not focus on it too much, just because we'll see where it all settles, right? That's that's my take anyway, is I, I don't spend too much time examining the actual bills or the investigations uh, until there's something that is actually going to happen permanently.
2: Yeah, that's true. I mean, the bills you mentioned, um, uh... And the U.S., um, I, yeah, I think there are six, as far as I know. Um, yeah, there's sort of a wish list, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, definitely, um, uh, you know, not, um, uh, I, I mean, there is appetite, I would say, on, on the right for antitrust um, in addition to the left. But um, it seems to be, um, uh, you know, um, uh, mostly the platform of, of senators like um, Klobuchar um that we're, we're seeing make it make their way into um p- proposed legislation so like one i think um you know i, uh, I just pulled up a Reuters article here uh, to refresh my memory but uh, one would you know require a platform to uh, refrain from a merger unless it can show that the acquired company doesn't compete with any product or service the platform is in so um yeah i mean um would that have prevented a shopify uh purchase <laughs> by google uh possibly. Um, but is that ever going to make its way into U S law? Uh, I don't know. Um, or there might be a lot of carve outs and exceptions, um, uh, that, uh, that, That bill eventually sees. So, um, you know, uh, these are exciting on the one hand, um, it's encouraging to see some kind of progress. Um, at at least these, these sorts of things are getting proposed and they seem to be very pro-consumer on the other hand, uh, you know, as you said, Emil, like it's so early and, um, you know, to get your hopes up about anything, politics in the U.S. especially is just a recipe for disappointment. So, um, yeah, might as well see where the dust settles before, um, uh, you know, commenting on on these things they'll change the language is gonna change so much regardless even if it um even if these bills don't um, uh, you know pass the house and so on so yeah,
0: so it's definitely good that this is you know being discussed and big tech will get some sort of consequences and have to make some sort of changes. but like like you like you said, let's see where the where the chips end up actually falling. Uh, we're coming up at the hour, so I think we can end it here. Um, obviously there's a, a ton more that happened. Uh, You can see it all, all in my newsletter, and this will be on Spacecast. If you missed the first part of this discussion, um, or you join, you know, if you just join later, Uh, so that you know, just search for Spacecasts in your favorite podcast app. Uh, There's a bunch of different um, Twitter Spaces users that are posting their their Spacecast recording there. Uh, Anything, Kyle, you want to add before the weekend?
2: Uh, now I think that about does it. I mean, Windows was the highlight for sure. Um, eager to see it roll out um, next week, I believe. Right for those enrolled in the um, uh, Insider Program. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Still can't install it on my laptop for some reason, but uh, hopefully that'll get sorted um, eventually, or the community will come up with some solution. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> always
0: Windows. Windows. Um, Windows is great like that. There's always a workaround,
2: which is which is fantastic. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, uh, thanks for having me on, Emil. It was uh, great to talk about the weekend. Thank tech. you.
0: Talk soon. See everyone. Thanks for joining.
2: Bye bye. Yeah, thanks for joining. Mm-hmm.